0: You are a Locked On Braves Postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day.
1: And alone, welcome into the Braves postcast, part of the all new Locked On Sports Atlanta. Grant McCauley, Jake Mastriani, with you after a convincing thirteen to one Braves win. That's right, thirteen runs on the board and a career high thirteen strikeouts for Spencer Strider as the Braves take the opener of a quick two game set against the Philadelphia Phillies. We got so much to get into on this show, not just recapping this game, letting you know everything you need to about the first of the quick two-game set, but also it was the trade deadline. The Braves were busy, and it wasn't just making moves to bring guys in. It was making a big move to keep one guy put, uh, to to have him stay put for the next decade. That guy, of course, Austin Riley, and the man in the middle of all of it was Alex Anthopoulos. We'll talk a little bit about the trade deadline and, of course, get you ready for Game 2 of this very quick series. And before we do all of that, I want to remind you to subscribe to Locked On Sports Atlanta on YouTube. We hope that you will help us on our march toward 3,000 subscribers. Also, make sure you are subscribed to Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcasts. Well, Jake, there was a lot to like about this game. As I mentioned, 13 runs and 13 strikeouts. I don't know which one was your favorite, but I love nights when both these things are happening.
0: Yeah, that's to to say. I'll take all of it. And I mentioned this on the podcast on Tuesday. I feel like sometimes after the trade deadline, players can relax a little bit. This felt like a very relaxed Braves team. They know what they have now. They know what the lineup looks like going forward and they're ready to win and, and try to get back in this division. And oh, by the way, they get a little bit closer to that
1: yeah win and win big is what they did and they did grab a game in the divisional race as the Mets lost on a day that they were hoping to be celebrating because Jacob deGrom was back and that's no small thing for the Mets but they lost to the Washington Nationals Braves beat the Phillies and now it's a two and a half game lead in that divisional race with a five game series awaiting and we'll of course be talking a lot about that on the Brace Postcast this week but let's wrap this one up the uh a game for the Braves, number 104 on the season. They improved to 22 games over five hundred at 63 and 41. Braves had 13 hits, uh, excuse me, 13 runs on 14 hits, no errors, six men left on base. Phillies dropped to 55 and 48. A run on just four hits, no errors, and eight men left to board. Spencer Strider picked up the win. He's six and three. Nick Nelson started what was a bullpen game for the Phillies. He drops to three and two. No save in a game that lasted three hours and twenty-seven minutes, and a crowd of thirty-eight thousand nine hundred thirty-two. We're on hand to see it. A couple of home runs in this game for the Braves. Orlando Arcia, Marcelo Zuna, those were great. But, Jake, I think it all starts with the man on the mound, Spencer Strider, six and two-thirds innings, just three hits, one walk, one run, 13 strikeouts, the most in the game by a Braves pitcher since Chris Medlin in September of 2012. It's been a minute since somebody struck out this many batters, but
0: we're not surprised that Spencer Strider is the guy doing it. Yeah, it made it look kind of easy. I hate to say that, but I'm curious because, you know, I wonder what are teams going to look like against him the second, third time they see him. He only throws two pitches. Again, they're both very good pitches. The Phillies just saw him a week ago, and they've seen him three times this year, and he just mowed them down, striking out a career-high 13 so again I think he kind of you know marks off that checkbox as well as his stuff carries a second third time that he sees a team because he was absolutely dominant and I think maybe the best news although there was some very good news the last couple of days for the Braves is Alex Anthopoulos saying we don't believe in pitch counts we don't go by pitch counts and and in terms of spencer strider and whether or not they're going to hold him back they don't believe in innings limits so that is that is certainly great news when you see spencer strider go out and do what he did on tuesday night you hope that just continues and we get to see him stay in that starter role all year long because he has honestly looked very dominant there and looked like a top of the rotation pitcher
1: yeah and and that's pretty apparent to anybody that's watched him go out there every fifth day that this role this starting role for him is one that he's excelling in. And this is something we talked about with Brian Snicker several times already because everyone asked, you know, yeah, Spencer Strider is going to throw the most innings he has thrown in his professional career or his amateur career this year if he keeps starting every fifth day. But Snit said, hey, look, I mean, Alex has done the research. We don't feel like innings limits and and really overcooking things with the pitch count is something that is really a a quantifiable thing. And I feel like it's a common sense approach. That's what Brian Snicker said they're going to use for it. And if you can get 100, 105 pitches and get yourself into the 6th and 7th inning routinely while striking out 8, 9, 10, or maybe 13 guys, you belong in the starting rotation. And that's where they feel like Spencer Strider belongs. And I think that he has been proving that. Another cool factoid about how seldom you see a Braves pitcher not only strike out 13 batters, but to do it at the age of 23 or younger like Spencer Strider, this is the first time that's happened, Jake, in 21 years. Jason Marquis was the last man to do it. That was August of 2001 and it just tells you this doesn't come around too often as far as guys piling up this number of strikeouts, and it certainly doesn't happen for young pitchers to come out and be as dominant as Spencer Strider has been. He has without question been a huge shot in the arm for the Braves rotation, and after winning Rookie of the Month in July, I think he's laying an early claim on perhaps being the NL's Rookie of the Month in the month of August as well. We'll talk about the Braves offense here in a moment, but I want to remind you about our friends over at Coffee AM. They are the official sponsor of the Braze postcast coffee am is an atlanta-based small batch coffee roaster and if you go to coffeeam.com slash locked on today you can take a full a look at their full menu of coffees and teas and gift sets and that's coffeeam.com slash locked on use the coupon code locked on and you will get 15 percent off your first order of coffees teas gift sets there's something for everybody there I start my day with Coffee AM, and I think you should do the same. Check it out. Save 15%. The code is locked on. Coffee AM is the best small-batch coffee roaster in America. So we've talked about the best small-batch coffee roaster in America. We're talking about perhaps the National League's Rookie of the Year in Spencer Strider. If it's not him, maybe it's Michael Harris. But Michael Harris and the rest of the Braves lineup, all busy on this night. Everyone in the starting nine scored a run. Hits galore. There were 14 of those. But let's talk about a guy that got his bobblehead night at (laughs) Truist Park, Eddie Rosario. We've wanted to see him step in and start producing Jake. And three hits, five runs batted in. I would say that the way he's been swinging the bat the last week or 10 days has you feeling pretty good about his role going forward for the Braves.
0: Yeah, and look, we don't know how differently the game played out. Obviously, it ended up being a lopsided affair. But one of the biggest at-bats in the game – was his his RBI double early on when it was the uh, Phillies had a one nothing lead? You know the Braves had runners on the bases. Dansby strikes out. Olson, the only play in the lineup not to get a hit, draws a really good walk. Mm-hmm. But then Riley strikes out, and it looks like the Braves are going to get nothing out of this inning. And Rosario hits the ball hard, goes off the first baseman's glove. Braves score a couple of runs. Acuna hustling from second base that gave the Braves the lead there, and they really just. Took off and then uh, you again. You don't know how things are going to play out. Differently, the race may still go on to win. Strider obviously wasn't going to give up much of anything else. But I thought that was a big play early in this game. Kind of set the tone, put the Braves out front, and then again they just piled on the runs from there. But yeah, great to see from Rosario because he is the guy now. I mean, we thought at the deadline, the race may go out and get somebody to become that everyday left fielder. But it's mostly his job now. I know they got Robbie Grossman to kind of platoon with him, but rosario's on the good side of that platoon is you're most often going to face righty so uh, it's his job now and he's shown like you said over the last week or so that he's starting to come around and really starting to contribute
1: yeah multi-hit games eddie rosario is making that slow climb to getting back over 200 with the batting average on the year the rbi are, are starting to show up he's hit a couple of home runs and i would say that he's far removed from the eye issues that really clouded his not only his vision but the really what was the trajectory of his season you had to wonder if he's going to be able to come back and contribute the Braves are certainly happy to have him they did make a handful of trades let's talk about those Robbie Grossman an outfielder from the Detroit Tigers comes over for a minor leaguer this is a guy that wears out lefties this could be a good platoon I think you just laid that out Jake also you get a Ray Adrianza back a member of the Braves 2021 World Series Club Uh, he comes over for Trey Harris from the Washington Nationals then Jake Odorizzi for Will Smith a trade that was not on the board for me. I wasn't really sure what was going to be going on with getting some rotational depth. I was hoping to see it. But, you know, Will Smith had pitched so poorly lately that there was some reason to believe that this is a guy that could have been designated for assignment when you activate Kirby Yates from the injured list. Instead, Alex Anthopoulos able to spin him into rotational depth and what I feel like is a pretty important insurance policy for this starting rotation because we have seen some ups and downs and we know that the waiver trade deadline is no longer a thing. You got to get all your business done at the one and only trade deadline, and that was Tuesday at 6 p.m. We'll talk about the other deal in a moment, but what did you make of those three, particularly the Will Smith for Odorizzi swap?
0: Yeah, I thought that was definitely an interesting trade. I mean, like you said, I think Will Smith was the weakest link in this bullpen. Now, could he figure it out and get back to that guy? Sure, but as things stood now, he was the weakest link in that bullpen, and you really sure weren't sure what you were going to do with him and the fact that you know you wanted to make some upgrades in the bullpen, but he's a high-dollar ticket right there so you're able to swap that for Odorizzi who gives you depth in the starting rotation which I was one of my things for the Braves on the Braves checklist for this trade deadline so I really like that move I thought I thought it was a really great savvy move by Alex Anthopoulos to make that swap Grossman like I said a minute ago just kind of a, a platoon option a guy who hit 23 homers last year so perhaps you know he kind of unlocked something here in atlanta uh adrianza a slight upgrade over cano uh, i mean he can do a little bit more for you in the terms that he can play shortstop he can play third yeah. he's going to give you a solid at bat off the bench as a switch hitter can be a pinch pinch runner what it really does is late in a game if you need to pinch hit for arcia uh you know you can do that and then bring adrianza into the game you know as a replacement it just gives it gives snicker more options off of the bench really but yeah, the next trade we're going to talk about, Joe's three right there really didn't have me too excited, but the Braves weren't quite done.
1: Yeah, those I think were the depth pieces that you needed to answer some very clear holes that the Braves were looking to just at least patch up, especially after losing Adam Duvall, and that clearly is why you go out and you get some guys that you can use off the bench in a variety of roles. But you know the big trade came as a buzzer beater, really, for the trade deadline, and it was rice Ellie Iglesias, a closer from the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim of Orange County of California, for Tucker Davidson and Jesse Chavez, I was in the room waiting on Alex Anthopoulos and Austin Riley to come in and discuss his big two hundred plus million dollar extension. When Jesse Chavez and a number of other Braves had also filed into the gallery to see Austin on his big day to get his uh, big deal and have his press conference, Jesse was summoned from the room, told he'd been traded. He's like, "Can you believe it? The tenth time this man has been traded in his career." There was an article that had just come out talking about the most traded man in baseball history. Jesse Chavez is that guy, but I can tell you this, the Braves got a lot of good mileage out of Jesse Chavez. He was a great soldier in their bullpen, a great piece of their bullpen. They got him back from the Cubs for Sean Newcomb, and now they've managed to spin it into getting a guy who's been an impact arm and a good closer and a guy that got some Cy Young consideration in the AL last year. They will be taking on the next three years' worth of that contract for Rysell Iglesias, but, you know, Jake, this I think is somebody that makes this bullpen better and also if you have any more trouble or any more health scares with your closer, you've got somebody who's got that big time experience in the big leagues in Iglesias.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I love this move. I mean, Iglesias, you just look at his, his ERA this year and it doesn't look great, but you look at the metrics. I mean, he has been dominant and he strikes out a ton of batters. He doesn't walk a lot of batters, which you love. I mean, he is going to be a great fit in the back end of this bullpen. And we talked about it going into the deadline while the Braves have a very good bullpen, who do you really trust in high leverage situations late? Besides Jansen and Minter, you know maybe McHugh, uh, They really needed another guy, especially from the right side for the back end of games. And like you said, if something you know health wise were to happen to Jansen, you now have Iglesias who can step in. And like you said, it is a high dollar ticket as he's owed sixteen million in the next three years. But you know that's what Jansen's making this year. He's coming off the books. You got. The Will Smith money you know that you had this year is coming off. Obviously, he wasn't going to be back next year either way. But you now have Iglesias, who can be your closer. It can be that $16 million guy if he's if he's your closing out games for you for the next three years so I like this move for now and obviously for the future as well I think Iglesias is a really good arm hate to lose Jesse Chavez a good clubhouse guy he really just does things that you need a guy like that to do over the course of a season to eat innings to bridge the gaps look there for a while when the Braves bullpen was banged up he was pitching eighth innings in high leverage yeah. situations I mean he kind of just did it all for you like you said a great clubhouse guy I mean a 2 one ERA with the Braves and a K-9 of 11 I mean he was unbelievable for the Braves but the Braves just don't have a lot of options in that bullpen that's why I was curious if they were going to make a move or not because only Dylan Lee and AJ Minter had minor league options left so there weren't uh, there wasn't a lot of maneuvering that you could do and I thought Alex did a great job of doing that maneuvering and getting an arm like Rysel that I don't think anybody saw it coming.
1: Yeah, this was the kind of the off the board move, but it just goes to show that you know all of these deals and many more have been talked about. And I, I talked with Alex Anthopoulos as, as we all did in the media gathering first about Austin Riley, who oh, by the way, biggest contract in franchise history handed out to him on Monday. Congratulations! He's got ten years, two hundred twelve million dollars, and an option for an eleventh year that could make him even more and, and surpasses Matt Olson for the largest contract ever handed out to an Atlanta Braves player gives you some cost certainty, I think, going forward. And that, I think, you know, for Alex Anthopoulos in particular was saying, as we were moving and making these decisions, the Riley extension obviously was a big piece towards deciding how they were going to be able to focus their funds and what they were going to be able to do with other deals, both for the short term and for the long term. So there were a lot of moving parts going on in advance of this trade deadline. I know we're going a little bit late in time here, but thought it was pretty important, and there was no way around, you know, the importance of talking about all of the different things that were going on for the Braves, in addition to a 13-1 to win over the Phillies, picking up a game on the Mets, and also bringing these reinforcements in. It was all part of the news cycle for a very, very busy Monday and Tuesday for the Atlanta Braves. Let me tell you about our friends at Bilt Bar, because you're going to love the new cookie dough chunk puff whether you need a snack for a workout, a late-night treat, or just grabbing a quick bite, Bilt is the perfect protein bar, and they taste better than a candy bar. So ditch the calories, the fat, and the sugar. Grab yourself a Bilt bar. Go to Bilt.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. That's LOCKED15 for 15% off at Bilt.com. Uh, Jake, let's quickly take a look ahead at the very uh, brief series that we'll be wrapping up against the Philadelphia Phillies. Quick turnaround, 12.20 p.m. Eastern time. First pitch, game two of the series, Charlie Morton, Zach Wheeler, Good pitching matchup. Rays looking for the two-game sweep.
0: Yeah, hopefully the offense continues into Wednesday afternoon. We know how much they've struggled in, in day games and series finales, in quotation marks, as a two-game series. Uh, but, yeah, hopefully the bats can continue. Hopefully we get a good outing from Charlie Morton and you know finish off this homestand strong because they're about to go on a very important 11-game road trip. And that 11-game road trip will start with that big series we've been talking an awful lot about.
1: Five games in four days at City Field against the New York Mets. Not as many moves, I feel like, at the trade deadline as some might have expected for the Mets, but they are holding on to first place. They just got Jacob DeGrom back. They did get some reinforcements, and the Braves are the team doing the chasing, so we'll see how that all plays out. But first, got to get through the Phillies and Zach Wheeler. It's Charlie Morton on the mound, 12.20 p.m. Eastern time, first pitch at Truist Park. That'll wrap things up on the Braves postcast. Thanks for sticking with us as we talked about not only a big Braves win, but also a big day for trades, a big extension for Austin Riley. All kinds of good stuff. If you're a Braves fan and out in front of us, 58 games as the Braves look to chase down the New York Mets and win a fifth consecutive National League East crown. Jake, as always, I appreciate you. And we also appreciate everyone who's tuned in, everyone who's subscribed, everyone who leaves us a like or a comment. We appreciate it all. So make sure you are subscribed here on YouTube to Locked On Sports Atlanta and subscribe to Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcast. For Jake Mastroianni, I'm Grant McCauley. Once again, your final score, 13-1 to Braves over the Phillies. We will catch you after Game 2 on Wednesday. And until then, so long, everyone.